Hello and welcome back to the Google Workspace Update Podcast from Strawberry 7. My name is Adam. And my name is Adam. We're here every week to bring you the latest things happening around Google Workspace. This podcast is available in audio format from your regular podcast provider and also in video format on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash strawberry7. Coming up on the show today, we have four updates for you today. It's quite a short show, these quite short updates, but we've got updates to Google Sheets and Slides, Google Drive, Keep, and Meet. So let's get to it. On with the show. Right, so first up this week, we've got an update for uh, Google Sheets and Slides. So, full mouse support is now available for Google Sheets and Slides on Android. Last year, Google announced full mouse support while using Google Docs on Android devices that mirrors mouse behavior on the web. This week, they've expanded this to Sheets and Slides, enabling you to resize unselected rows and columns, click, drag, hover, and more with your mouse. Oh, well, that's a pretty uh, sort of nice, straightforward update, isn't it? It's a, it's a nice little tweak. I, I was reading about this, and I was quite interested, Adam, to know what the experience was like before, because we don't have Android devices, so I'm not too sure what this experience was like on the mouse before. But I imagine that you kind of just couldn't quite do it in this same way, because it was almost treating the mouse as your finger. It was treating it as touch support. I imagine that's how it worked. Yes, or, or, or you you would not actually have the option to use your mouse uh, at all. Maybe you could only use your finger or a stylus or or something along those lines. I'm not sure if there's the the, the Apple Pencil equivalent for Android devices. Uh, as you mm. say, we're not really Android users ourselves, so we're not too sure of. Um, we don't we don't really have a comparison for what it was like before. But it looks like you can use a mouse now, um, and it seems to be that it would be very very similar as if you were just sat on um, if you're on a computer using a mouse which um, I expect many people are familiar with that, that style of experience already. So it looks like if you're now doing that on your Android device, it should be pretty much the same, which should be um, very handy. And particularly for something like where you're resizing the columns, imagine that's probably a little bit, I want to say finicky, if you're trying to do that with your finger. Whereas if you could do that with a mouse, that would be a, a task like that would be a lot easier to do. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Trying to resize these columns on sheets with your, with your finger is a little bit tricky. But uh, yeah, with the mouse, it is a lot easier. Easier. And it is one of the quite cool things on Android devices, uh, sort of over iOS, that you can just attach a Bluetooth um, mouse. But then again, you do have the Apple Pencil on iOS devices uh, to sort of counterbalance that a little bit. Um, just for anybody who's new to listening or not aware, um, we always put a link in the description of the podcast and the video as well, which links to the document that we read through. And Adam very kindly has included, as he often does, a nice sort of moving graphic of this feature in use. So if you wanted to actually see what this looks like, then just click on the document in the description and you'll be able to see an example here. And Adam's actually included examples for pretty much everything we're going to talk about all the way through here. So they're they're very nice to check out. Thank you, Adam. Um, when can we see this available? This is uh, rolling out to rapid release right now, and it will be launching to scheduled release, which is planned on April the 12th. Oh, great. So after this podcast airs, it'll only be sort of the next day or something, or a couple of days. So that's, uh, that's very soon that people see that. Lovely. Okay, thank you very much, Adam. What have we got next? Okay, next up, 
moving folders from my drive to shared drive so earlier this year google introduced a beta that allows end users to move folders from my drive into shared drives google are very happy to announce that this is now generally available um, and it is now available to google workspace essentials business standard business plus enterprise essentials enterprise standard enterprise plus education fundamentals education plus education standard the teaching and learning upgrade and Nonprofits and legacy G Suite business customers. So there's quite a few people that is uh, <laughs> this is available to. Yeah, that's uh, that seems to be available to to most of the sort of versions there. And like we said the last time we were talking about this in one of our previous updates, it makes a lot of sense as to which versions of Google Workspace this is available for because those are the versions that have shared drive support full stop so obviously there's no point in making it available to uh business starter for example because you don't have access to shared drives or, or a personal stuff. google account You'd, you know you yeah. wouldn't be using a shared drive on a personal google account so this update uh, is, is not really relevant for for, um, for those customers yeah absolutely i, I completely agree um so uh, the only thing i was a little bit unclear about on this update when i read it was it said it's been in beta now i've used this feature um, when we've done some Google migrations for our business customers where we've migrated them uh, over or we've migrated them from maybe a personal Google account across to a business workspace account. And so I've used this feature to sort of transfer people across from their MyDrive to shared drives. However, I don't know if I had access to that because we moved to rapid release or whether that was because it was just available to everybody but in this sort of beta form. That was the only thing I was a bit unclear about. From reading this, it seems like it was available to everybody but just in beta form and now they've kind of moved it across. I think they're moving from beta to sort of general release. And I'd just like to say that when I've used this feature, it does work very well. It's it's quite an interesting feature because when you go to move folders from your My Drive to shared drives, it will kind of run this analysis for you and it will say, right, I'm going to move this amount of files. There's these number of files that I can't move, so I'm going to create shortcuts for them and things like that. Um, it could do with some improvement. It, it could do with some tweaking because what it doesn't, seem to do i did find this out eventually but you've kind of got to go off and go through some different reports what would be useful is if it said there's 12 files that i can't move so i'm going to make shortcuts to them it would be handy if right there and then you could say show me what those are or show me where those are or some sort of option of fixing that essentially so if it said i can't move them because the ownership is incorrect you would then have the option to be able to maybe transfer the ownership or do something with the ownership okay that's interesting to hear yeah so I, i've not seen that experience myself but as you say but you have so when you're going to do that does it does it actually tell you which files it has an issue with or does it just say that there are some files that have a problem it, it just says the the latter so it basically says there are some files that have a problem um and it doesn't really give you much detail on that It'd just say 12 files we're, we're going to create 12 files can't be moved so i'm going to create shortcuts at least that's what it did when I was doing it. But I did do it, I'm pretty sure, the day after we spoke about it on the podcast. And as we know from this update, it was in beta. So maybe there's been some tweaks and some changes to it. Um, I think I might have to go back and actually just run a bit of a test and see what interface that brings up now to see if it is still 
going to bring up that same thing or if it's going to bring up something slightly different. But that would be my feedback if it still worked. Yeah, I, I wonder if something like a, like a, um, a Google Sheets report or, of mm. any conflicts or something could be quite helpful because it's fair enough, say, if there are a handful of files that you have an issue. If you just said, th these are those files that we have an issue with and this is the reason why... That, that that's not um, too challenging to to just display on the screen. But if there's a hundred conflicts, a thousand conflicts, that's not something that you just want to just you wouldn't in that situation you wouldn't want to just see a list of every single file in front of you. That's probably n not uh, not the format that you'd want to see. So if you actually had a report uh, that mm. just uh, listed every single the f file that did have an issue and the reason why. Possibly even with a suggested fix or um, or a workaround that could be a good solution as well. Then that could potentially be um, some something quite helpful. But as I say, uh, I've not actually used this feature, but uh, but you have. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And and the thing is, there is already the ability to do that within the reports. It's just you kind of got to go off and manually do it. So I completely agree. If Google just sort of put a little link in there to streamline that experience a little bit and remove that friction from the process so that you just clicked on it and went straight through, that would be really nice. Um, when are we going to see the rollout to this, uh, Adam? Okay, so a rollout to rapid release domains is complete right now, but a launch to scheduled release domains is planned for April the 11th. Mm. Okay, no problem. That's uh, that's fantastic. I mean, from that announcement, it's kind of suggesting that maybe when they say beta, it was in rapid release, and now it's moving to scheduled release. I just don't know quite why Google worded it that way, because they've already got the term rapid release and scheduled release, uh, but uh, it's good to see that that's going to be when available. To, listen back to our previous episodes to see the, um, what we said at the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know whether they said it was in beta or rapid release or, or whatever it was, but either way, it's going to be nice that it's rolling out everywhere because it is a useful feature when you're moving across. I, I definitely found it useful in our migrations that we do for our customers, so that's uh, that's very good. Uh, thank you, Adam. What have we got next? Okay, next up, multi-instance support is now available for Google Keep on large screen Android devices. So following the recent update to view Google Keep notes on the home screen of Android devices, which, which we covered on this podcast not, not too long ago, uh, Google is introducing the ability to open a second instance of the Keep app on the same device. Having two windows side by side enables better insight into your notes and gives more ways to work with them, um, such as the, the display and organize your content across Google Workspace. Mm. So again, another update to those apps that are available on those larger screen Android devices. Uh, and there's a very nice graphic here showing what it looks like with those two instances of Google Keep open side by side. And uh, yeah, I can imagine that would be that would be pretty useful. I think the example that they've given here is kind of a to-do list and then something related to doing something on that to-do list, I believe, is what is the example that they're giving here. So yeah, I can imagine that would be very useful to have those two things. And it's just, like we said before, I think we're going to see more and more of these apps being tweaked for these larger screen Android devices that, that it Google is interesting that um, it, it does specifically say that this update is for large screen Android devices. So I'm assuming that it just wouldn't work with the smaller screen Android devices. Or equally, what is the cut? What is the cutoff point? Does it mean if you if it's a mobile phone, then um, then that that that's classified as a small screen device. But if it's not a phone, it's just a tablet. Does that hmm. automatically um, 
is that categorized as a large screen device regardless of the size of the tablet not sure yeah it's a good point adam actually yeah and there's there's not really um unfortunately much information from google as to what they categorize as a large screen device but that is a very um useful point maybe in the world of android adam and i are a little bit ignorant to the world of android unfortunately because like we said a few times we don't we don't sort of have android devices but um maybe within the android world are any listeners who are using android devices maybe it is a little bit clearer to to them as to what large screen devices are um as always if anybody's got any input on that you know put it please put it in the comments or put it in the review on the um podcast for us we're always uh, looking to hear back from our listeners uh lovely thank you adam that's very uh, very very useful uh i think we've got one more update is that correct Yes, that's right. So, uh, last update from us this week is to do with Google Meet. So, you can now use speaker separation for a more dynamic meeting experience on Pixel 7 devices. So, if you're using Google Meet with a Pixel 7 or Pixel 7 Pro device, you can opt to use speaker separation for your meetings. When turned on, you'll hear the audio of other participants from different directions based on their position on screen. This makes it easier to distinguish different speakers and hear where they're coming from for a more immersive, dynamic experience. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I read about this update and I thought, it's pretty cool. Um, it's like a lot of things that Google sometimes release. I think to myself, it's not just Google, it's, it's any tech company. I just think to myself, it's a pretty cool update, but really, guys, like, this is what you're working on? I mean, it's so, no offence to the team that's worked on this, but a Pixel 7 device is not that big. It's, it's basically sort of seems to be a little mobile phone, unless I've gotten it wrong. It, it does seem to be a mobile phone. I really don't know how much you're going to get out of having speaker separation on a device which is about four inches wide, five inches It'll give you wide, the, or whatever. The full surround sound experience. It'll be just like you're sat in the cinema. <laughs> it's just, it's just a bit strange. It's like it's it's an odd update. This one, in my opinion, I just if you have a couple of people on the screen. It, it, it's a bit weird. It's like you, you sort of hear something from the right-hand speaker and that's going to make it more obvious that they're on the right-hand side of the screen, but it's five inches wide. It's like if you had some massive, like, you know, screen or something like that I could and, and you had a lot of participants, I could imagine it would be quite useful if you had 20 people in the meeting on a very large screen. I could imagine it would possibly be quite useful for it to come out the right-hand side. You're almost instinctively going to look right because the sound is coming from the right hand side but on a small device with and you're not going to really have a you're not really going to have a meeting with 20 participants on a little pixel 7 i wouldn't have thought i mean you could you could theoretically in terms of the hardware would support it but it wouldn't be that nice an experience if you were having a meeting with 20 people i doubt you're pretty much going to be sitting behind your computer with a decent screen you're not going to think to yourself i'm going to have that meeting on my pixel 7 that would be my opinion maybe our listeners would disagree and they they do work in that sort of way and and this will be a useful update for them but i just think my personal opinion is there is a lot of stuff in google that could be that would warrant from their attention and having other improvements rather than this that they've been that they've been working on i don't think this is i think it's an interesting update i just don't think it's very 
useful, particularly at the moment. Yeah, I'm also not too sure how immersive I would want a meeting to be, because especially mm. if I wasn't expecting this update, I'm really glad that there is the option to turn this off, and I'm sure some people m may have a bit of fun with this, or they may not, um, but especially if you're not expecting this, and you only start hearing audio from one speaker and not the other, your first thought is going to be, oh, that speaker's broken, <laughs> the, yeah, the one yeah. that, is, that is not coming out of, because because you're not watching a film or something that's supposed to be immersive or that's really enhanced by that, so... Um, yeah, mi mi mixed feelings yeah. about this one. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. And just to follow on from what you said, Adam, I, I, they're not AirPods, obviously. I'm not too sure what they call them in Android world, but the sort of earbuds that you that you get. Again, I don't, I don't know what happens if, like we are right now. You know, I only, I very often only have one AirPod in because I just use it to. You know, I, I just only need one most of the time. So what happens if you only have one earbud in, but you've got the speaker separation on? Is it going to be intelligent enough to go, oh, you've only got your right hand earbud in, therefore I will turn it off or I will not use it? Because obviously if you only had your right hand one in and this was on an active, if somebody on the left hand side was talking, they'd just be silent because you wouldn't be able to hear because you you don't have the left earbud in. Yes, I would hope in in that situation <laughs> that this feature would automatically turn itself off because it's called speaker separation and if you're only using one headphone or, or one speaker at a time there there is not more than one speaker to separate yeah exactly i, I completely agree and and hopefully some that's relying that. on some intelligence from the tech yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, so anyway, I've, I've sort of made my um, feelings about this uh, quite quite clear. I don't, like I say, it's, a, it's okay. I just would have thought that Google would have other things to work on outside of this. But obviously, I don't know what Google's resource allocation is, uh, is like. So they've decided to work on this. Um, when is how do people get started with this and when are we going to start to see this coming out Adam? okay so for the admins there's no admin control for this feature but for the end users uh, in to use this uh, this feature requires a pixel 7 device uh, you can also visit google's help center to learn more about changing your video and audio settings so the rollout the rapid and scheduled release for this uh, is starting on a starting on April the 3rd, that was about a week ago. So it started on April the 3rd. Uh, this is going to be available to all uh, Google Workspace customers, as well as legacy G Suite basic and business customers that mm. are using a Pixel 7 device. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right, Adam. Yeah. And, and just going back to the rollout there, you are quite right. That did start on the 3rd there, but they are saying that it's going to be a gradual rollout. So about 15 oh, yeah. days. So maybe that's why it's taken a little while to, to sort of filter through. Um, cool. Well, you know, if, if you are listening and you've got a Pixel 7 device and, and you're interested in this update, then great. All the more power to you. Um, personally, I just don't think it's really something that would be, should have been a priority. Uh, but I certainly don't have that kind of power at Google. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm still convinced they're listening. At least the AI is listening. Um, lovely. Well, thank you very much, Adam. And that's it, everybody. That's everything you need to know about all of the updates happening around Google Work space this week. Remember that we've got this podcast available in audio format from your regular podcast provider and also in video format on our YouTube channel youtube.com forward slash strawberry seven. Thank you very much for listening this week. We'll be back again next week with more updates. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.